This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Talk money to me. Hello and welcome to Talk Money to Me, your need-to-know financial podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Candice Burke. And I'm Felicity Thomas. Now, if you're new to our show, thank you for tuning in. Talk Money to Me is a podcast where we chat about the markets, current factors that are influencing the markets. We hear from various experts in our industry, and we also bring you some investable ideas and strategies to consider. And that's what we are going to do today. So today is one of our favorite episodes being the Autopad, in which we bring you a few stock ideas or companies to consider that we're either adding to our portfolios personally for our clients or just looking at generally or we're buying some more. Now, before we dive into this particular Autopad episode, please remember our chat today is not considered personal advice, even though we are registered financial advisors at Shine Partners. As always, this podcast and the content discussed does not constitute as financial advice, nor is it a financial product. The content on this podcast is general in nature and always go out and seek your own professional advice before you make your investment decisions. Everything we're speaking about are based on the facts known at the time of recording, which is the 13th of Feb, 2024. Awesome. So CB, let's kick things off. What is your new investable idea for this Autopad episode? Okay, so for the new idea I want to bring to the Autopad, I have an international growth company, which I've been following for many years on behalf of clients and myself. Uh, It's a business that has been said and spoken about in the media to join the likes of the FANG. I use this company daily. I'm going to guess you maybe do as well, Felicity. We might be using it right now or later on today. So if you're kind of catching on with my drift, I'm talking about Spotify and the code on the market is SPOT, S-P-O-T. Now, before I get into the buy case for the business, I wanted to point out for 2024 so far, we sort of touched on it last time in our episode, Felicity, we do think that we need to be more active in the portfolio, particularly with equity valuations looking really fully priced currently and the uncertainties ahead for this year. Yeah, that's a good reminder um, because I think as you know, investors, sometimes you forget or are a bit hesitant to take a profit when the market is rallying. So what are some stats, CB, um, on how things are tracking? Yeah, never regret taking a profit, right? So as of this month, the, the US S&P 500 index is at an all-time high. The NASDAQ is also at all-time high levels. Yippee. If we look, I know, <laughs> it's just really red hot, which is fantastic. Fantastic to see. Meantime, let's bring in another voice on this record close. Joining us now is Drew Pettit, Director of U.S. Equity Strategy at Citi. Drew, it's great to have you. I'm going to start right there. Stocks at records, broader market at record. Do we go higher from here? Look, we're getting really close to our year-end 5,100 target. Admittedly, we're still constructive. At the end of the day, we've had a lot of really strong earnings. It's been a great earnings season. 
But it makes you think, you know, if your portfolio is up a lot, do we need to have a trim here for portfolio prudent management? Looking over in Europe, you know, the the Euro stock 50 index is also close to all-time highs. It's about 700 basis points off the all-time high levels. Back down in Australia, back down under, the ASX 300 is also at all-time highs. You know, as of the close of last year, 2024 growth predictions for the MSCI earnings were double digits at 10.5%. And then as we're sort of chatting today, Felicity, the MSCI World Index is trading at a forward PE of about 16.3 times, which compared to if you look at history to the 20-year average, that sits around 14.3 times. So to us, that's indicating values are looking a bit stretched at the moment. And I guess this data, what it all comes down to with the rally, which is great to see, we love that. I guess the market for us is forecasting more and more every day a soft landing is possible. However, there's minimal buffer if inflation persists or if earnings suffer from a potential growth slowdown. We are priced to perfection, people. That's what we keep saying. So coming back to what this all means when we look at portfolios, the risk-reward scenario prompts our overall cautious approach when we look at the positioning of the portfolios for this year. Yeah, and let's bring a bit more context to, I guess, your statement there. Uh, The latest stats is 65% is saying a soft landing. So we'll have a bit of disinflation through 2024, the first half growth slowdown, followed by a second half re-acceleration as monetary policy shifts to neutral. 25% hard landing. So that's rapid disinflation, recession, high unemployment, leading to accommodative monetary policy and then 10% of the street is saying no landing so reinflation stronger growth leading to more restrictive monetary policy so you're tighter for longer yeah so the jury is still definitely out but like with the odds thinking a soft landing right with that in mind our listeners may recall one of my last international growth stocks I did pitch on the order pad was uber now that was trading back in September of last year around $44 US when I spoke about it. So if you did buy some Uber, well done to you. In a matter of months, you'd be up around 60%. Now the business is growing uh, on rapid all fronts, so we're still very happy with the position there. However, like we're saying, you know, with the context in mind, and don't take this as personal advice, but I do see a sensible trade here, Felicity, to potentially trim Uber if it suits you in order to buy a new position like Spotify. Yeah, I mean, we've been trimming Uber for our clients, so it makes sense. And we did say we'd update you along the way this year. Yeah. So if you're a growth investor, you know, Uber's right up your alley. And I think Spotify might be one to add to your portfolio as well if it suits your goals and objectives. You know, if you do stay for the ride in Uber, excuse my pun, uh, on the back of all the earnings upgrade, a lot of brokers, you know, just to keep you updated here, they have increased their price targets. UBS, for example, bumping it to $94 a share. So based on, you know, the September levels, that's over 100% upside. Yeah, and look, they're always a little bit <laughs> late to the party anyway. So back 100%. to Spotify, let's give us the rundown on why you like the business as the share price has actually had a really good run lately along with most other uh, US tech stocks, um, but you believe there's still more growth to come. Yeah, it's all firing, right? So look, for those who aren't familiar with the Spotify business model, Spotify is a $46 billion market cap. It's a gigantic digital music diversified business in the fact that in the sense I should say that it's in podcast video streaming it launched back in 2008 
And Spotify operates with two offerings. So the first being the premium service that provides subscribers with unlimited online and offline access to all of its catalog for a monthly fee. And the second being the ad supported service or the free model that provides users with limited on-demand online access for no fee. Obviously, they're trying to convert the people on the free model to the paid subscription. Look, I'm on the paid subscription. I could not stand those ads when I'm trying to listen to something interesting, especially listening to our podcast. So I'm all for paying a monthly fee for that. Yeah, and you're a good example, right? And, And I'm the same. You do it for a certain period period of time and then you get fed up and you end up getting sucked into it so it does work they have a really good hit rate of converting it now the business has over 500 million monthly subscribers like us paying and 200 million subscribers not paying so that conversion rate is massive opportunity there so with that in mind there's no doubt you know as we're chatting about spotify today that it is one of the most popular streaming media platforms Most of its revenue comes from the first offering, the premium service, with the rest also from advertising. So if we wind it back to looking at the business for a buy conviction, I've broken it down to our listeners for three main reasons and why I'm keen on Spotify. Firstly, it's a co-founder-led business, which is really important. Secondly, it's got a really strong, viable pathway to unbelievable fundamentals and profitability just around the corner. And it's a winner-takes-all business model with a wide moat. So on the first point, co-founders Daniel Elk and Martin Lotinos hold about together 18.5% stake of the company and the entire insider ownership is really high for a listed tech business of about 30% of all shares on issue are held inside. So this is a positive for us, lots of skin in the game, which is what we like to see. Yeah, most definitely. And now interestingly, on this point... Tencent is also a very large holder with about 5.5% stake. And if you kind of go through the registry, the stock is widely held amongst very large institutional investors and asset managers, the ones you want to see like JP Morgan and BlackRock and so forth. So it's really good to see that a lot of patient capital is there. On the second point, so that's going through the founder-led business, which the guys are still very active in the business, which is good to see. On the pathway to profitability, the company has a three-year track record of beating market expectations and their own sales guidance. So if you look back at every time they've reported, they beat around a 0.4% in fact. Yeah, so what you're saying here is that they've got a solid track record of getting it pretty much on the money, if not slightly higher on their sales growth. Yeah, and that's what they did as well this time around. So let's look at the money. With the revenue and profitability trends both inflecting favorably, I think, heading into 2024 and beyond, we think the business is well positioned to deliver improving both growth and profitability. You can see this trend if you look at their latest figures. So let me break it down. The bottom line is that they reported a strong overall better than expected Q4 earnings to 2023. Here are some of the highlights for you. Total revenue grew 16% year on year or 20% if you take out FX versus 17% in the previous quarter. Premium ARPU of 4.6 million grew 1% year on year or 5% if you take out FX in comparison to the previous quarter, Q3. This drove all of the premium revenue growth up 21% versus 16% in the Q3 previous quarter. Ad revenues grew 17% to 105 
million euro and gross margin are holding really nicely at 26.7%, which is an increase of 140 basis points year on year due to the improvements in music, podcast profitability, thanks talk money to me, (laughs) uh, and also offset by audio startup costs. Free cash flow, importantly, is sitting at a whopping $396 million in Q4. Yeah, so that's a really solid result for such a large tech company. And it's also good to see the stock prices rallied over 8% in the past few days too. Yeah, love it, love it, love it. So I think there's more stock upside and a re-rate to come just around the corner. Management also agreed on the earnings call because they were commenting that their liquidity and balance sheet remain strong with $4.3 billion in cash and cash equivalents going forward. So they're also guiding and implying a material inflection higher in EBITDA moving into calendar of 2024, whilst also producing still solid new monthly subscription growth. So that's the game here, right? It's all about who can get the market share the quickest. And the stronger than expected financial outlook is a positive catalyst for Spotify. Because an important note here, when you go through this company in the history and their deliverance on earnings, is that their pathway to profitability, it actually appears to be happening a lot faster than the expected pace. Remember, this company has a track record of beating their earnings guidance and management set guidance moving forward at 3.6 billion euro being total revenue for this year and maintaining that 26% gross margin. So like wrapping it all up, I guess for me, a final point and possible mini prediction, if I can have one, is that the market, I think, is looking looking around spots in the NASDAQ and the S&P 500 to rotate potentially away from mega large cap stocks into the the small to mid cap, like more the Russell stocks, right? Because that has a massive re-rate to come if the rotation uh, does play out and the broadening of the market does rally. So if Spotify can continue to hit their predictions or their guidance targets, I think this is going to allow a lot more doors to open up to more value-based investors, ETFs and other managers, similar to how I was pitching Uber. It's literally on the precipice of going gangbusters on a fundamental point of view. So I think once that PE turns around, Felicity, to the positive uh, territory, I, I really think Spotify could rip even higher from where we are now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, all the fantastic international growth managers that we talk to, that we listen to, are saying that there is going to be a bit of a re-rate and they're having to look outside the Magnificent Seven. That's a really solid target. So the final third reason for your buy case, CB? This is the winner takes all mentality. So it really just means Spotify has built such a great moat around itself that it's really hard for competitors to keep up or capture more market share. Spotify at the moment claims about 30% of the music streaming market share in industry and it's leading the way um, at the moment because guess who's coming second? Uh, Well, we're also on Apple Podcasts, so (laughs) am I close? Yeah, great guess. Yeah, you're a very good guess. So (laughs) Spotify's at 30, right? Apple's at 13.5%. So massive gap from first to second leader, uh, followed by Tencent, interesting, which is sitting around 13% market share. So... Their stake in Spotify makes a lot of sense. They're keeping an eye on the competitors. Now, the wide moat for Spotify, it's super evident in their rapid growing monthly paid premium accounts 
just quickly, you know, I just want to end on Spotify again exceeded its user growth expectations up 23% or 15% year on year. I think this could continue um, as the year develops. Now, I know our listeners love to hear the potential upside and catalysts to come. Now, before we do that, we also will be sharing just after this ad break another interesting way that you can invest via Spotify. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And we are back. So, CB, uh, sparked my interest. What is another way that our listeners can invest in Spotify without taking the single stock risk? Yeah, great question. So, through Shore & Partners, we have service managed account or model portfolios. Spotify is one of the largest holdings in one particular model, which is called the EFG US Future Leaders Portfolio. Now, if you look through the portfolio, it holds about uh, 20 to 25 stocks in there at any one given time. It is uh, benching itself against the performance return of the Russell Midcap Growth Index. So this could be one to look out for in 2024. Now, this particular SMA in the past year has had a very impressive 36.97% return, smashing their index by 18.31%. That's what we like to see, managers smashing the index yeah 100 percent. so i just wanted to point that out that if you did want to learn more about spotify or investing into this particular sma uh global model please reach out to us we'd be happy to share more information in fact in the spirit of free february we're calling it for our listeners as you heard last time for this month only we are offering a complimentary portfolio review and if spotify suits your goals perhaps you're a growth investor Let's have a chat about it because we could add it to your portfolio. Yes, and we've actually received so many emails so far, so keep them coming. We really enjoy speaking with all of you. So to close on Spotify CB, what further upside is there to come? I mean, we want to hear the price target. (laughs) Everyone does. Double digits. That's what we all want in 2024. Exactly. Now, I'm just going to set, as we all like to do as financial advisors, here are the risks real quickly. Spotify's operating model depends heavily on third-party licenses. We know this. Nine out of ten music labels are currently using Spotify, so if they pull the plug, 
boom, 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 this could be a risk to the platform provider. We've also got lots of comps out there. We talked about Apple Music, Google Music, Amazon, the list goes on. So we've always got rapid evolution in uh, the internet and offering platforms. And then finally, additional risks around the macro environments, consumer, global advertising budgets, et cetera, et cetera. So keep those in mind because it, it is important when we look at growth stocks like Spotify. But that aside, still really liking Spotify and the market agrees because, for example, UBS has a valuation of $274 price target. That's a price appreciation of about 22%. No dividend yield yet. Watch that space. And the market overall, the consensus view is saying about 9.5% upside. So contrary to the market, you know, UBS is sticking their head out there thinking an additional 13%. I did see also, Felicity, someone has a 330 bull call on Spotify. So <laughs> that'll, that'll be, be good interesting. Too. Exactly. So you did deliver on your promise earlier of double digit potential upside, but I probably can't say that it's a promise. So you're no. the forecast of potential double digit upside. So we'll see what happens here. Exactly. We're going to watch that space. All right, Felicity, what stock are you going to pitch this week for the order pad? So before I delve into my pick for the order pad, we said we would update you as interesting things happen to companies. So from our 23 stocks for 2023 or our actual recent order pad top up, we've got Playside and how Playside has popped so much over the last month. Uranium names have also gone berserk, but I won't get into that today. I think that's for another episode. So I did stand strong with my conviction and actually bought more Playside at the end uh, around December last year. It was around 53 cents. It's now trading at around 80 cents. So that's about 50% since December. So that's fantastic. I'm very happy with that. Go growth. Well, that's it. And stick to your conviction. Um, So why has Playside popped? So they've recently announced its third publishing deal, partnering with Fumi Games and Mouse. So there's been early demand signals, which are really strong, 20 million trailer views, and we estimate mid-case two-year revenues in the low double-digit range, so over 10 million, with potential for material upside here. Now, the title builds out Play's pipeline of upcoming larger PC console game releases, So securing a title like Mouse is another validation that Play is moving to the next level and quickly becoming a studio of global relevance. So reiterating the buy here, we've got a price target of 90 cents and it's trading at FY24 EV revenue multiple of 4.7 times. So our price target is assuming 5.4 times multiple. Yeah, and this is a good example. We get this question a lot. You know, when the company goes well, when it reaches price target, what do we do? Do we sell? In this particular case, it's stick with the conviction and it's an uplift. So I think previously we were at like 70 odd cents. So that's that's a nice uplift to 90. Good to see the rally is being rewarded. That's a really fantastic business update. So Felicity, back to the older pad. What are we talking about this week? So today I'm focusing on Nuix. Now, this is a standout software company on the ASX. Rajiv Gupta from Allium Capital actually pitched Nuix late last year during our 12 stocks of Christmas. So I'm actually going to reiterate his buy here. Now, if you don't know anything about Nuix, they specialize in investigative analytics and intelligence software, particularly in extracting insights from unstructured data. It's still a small cap. It's around $577 million. 
market cap at the moment. Yeah, not shocked here. We're going small growth cap. Unstructured data, that sounds like a spy business to me if you don't know what's going on there (laughs) with the description. Love it. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, it's very exciting. So I think the global economic environment has really played a significant role in actually shaping the performance of smaller tech stocks. So as of 2023, small cap ASX software stocks, including Nuix, actually experienced a notable rally with a 35% increase, which has significantly outperformed broader market indicators, such as the small odds, which actually was a negative 1% change. So I think this trend was a stark contrast to the previous year. So it's really reflective of a shifting economic landscape. And with the peak of interest rates coming into focus, I mean, we're hoping to be back down to 3.88% before the end of this year. So I think there's really been a renewed investor you know, sentiment and interest in the software sector. Yeah, and particularly, as we keep going on about, we sound like a broken record in the small to mid-cap space. So that's really evident, as you said, in the rally uh, to date. Yeah, and look, we all know interest rates significantly influence investment decisions. They affect both the cost of borrowing for companies and the yield of investment for investors. Exactly, and also sentiment, right? Yep. So sentiment is changing. It actually feels like a bit of a a relief. As what's the word when you are uh, something's breath of fresh air. Yeah. It actually feels like the world was on my shoulders. It's now off my shoulders because of the portfolio last year. I'm roaring back. So I, I'm quite I'm quite liking how we're going at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, I'm going to dive into why Newix is still actually capturing the attention of investors. Now Newix hasn't had a straightforward path since listing on the fourth of. December 2020. I mean, over the past year, there's been a great price increase. However, if you look at the last, you know, four years, the stock is actually down 78%. Yeah, like I remember the IPO got a lot of press and that was priced around $5.31, right? And then the first month or so, it did well. What did it open at again? Yeah, so it actually opened at $8.50 and highs of $9 something. Um, So it did boom. Um, Now, I think that, you know, this was sold off significantly, but I think the future really now is looking bright for Newix. Jonathan Rubenstein is the new CEO. Well, he's not new. He's been there for two years. I think he's done a really great job. There also isn't a huge amount of shares on issue, in my opinion, and there's some large super funds really holding tight, low short interest with around 14% inside ownership. Now, we know Newix was, has been in the media a lot for negative mm-hmm. news, um, but I think that with Jonathan's leadership, things are really, really turning around for this company. Now, they've recently posted a results update that's really turning heads. The company is doing better than expected with key financial metrics like the annualised contract value, so the ACV, and underlying EBITDA surpassing forecasts. So I'll go through a couple of figures with you. The ACV revenues is expected in the range of $196 million to $199 million. So that's actually 15 to 17% year-on-year growth, which is higher than our current forecast of $190 
25 million. The statutory revenue, which is 96 to 99 million, uh, is around 10 to 13 percent year on year growth. That's in line with our forecast of 99 million. The non operating legal drama costs are coming down. So it was 10 million, and we're actually expecting to have these costs guided significantly lower for the second half, around 1 million, which will help with our positive thesis of NUIX. And I think NUIX will also really benefit from the free cash flow generation. I think it's good to point out they closed the first half with 24 million cash and no debt. So they've got really good working capital management. And Newix is truly a global business. It's across 79 different countries. So I think here they'll be announcing their half-year results on the 19th of February. So one to really watch out for. I hope there's no nasty surprises and I hope there's some really good positive surprises here for Newix. Yeah, which will definitely lead to a re-rate. So we'll be tuning in for that earnings call, no doubt, because everyone like us are always on the lookout for the next big Aussie tech company to jump onto, right? Exactly. I mean, we love our US tech, but it's nice to have um, some support in the Aussie tech sector. So it's also in the Aussie tech index. So you could play this in a diversified manner via the BetaShares ATEC ETF. So that's something to think about as well. Now, the positive trend with Newix isn't just about numbers. It's about what Newix is bringing to the table in terms of value and innovation. I think that's really evident in their long-term customers, with actually 42% of their customers having been with Newix for more than a decade. So it's very sticky um, and they've got some very loyal customers there. I think it's also important to note that Newix has made significant strides in data analytics, providing tools that can efficiently process, analyze, and extra meaningful insights from a vast amount of data. So I think this is a pivotal point in managing big data challenges faced by numerous sectors. They've also got cutting edge e-discovery and cybersecurity solutions. So they've really revolutionized the legal and investigative processes. So it's really fast and it's really accurate. So if you look at their three main segments, you've got legal, government and corporate. So for legal, the discovery and litigation, the tech significantly actually reduces the time and resources needed to process legal documents which aids in faster case resolution so tick there for the government newix has been instrumental in enhancing data security and aiding in intelligence operations so there we go we've got your little spy stuff going on here <laughs> uh, so that's another tick and then for corporate newix has helped our companies actually maintain compliance and manage governance information Now, we all know how important this is in an ever-evolving world where there's data breaches, cybersecurity risks, compliance risks, everything is escalating. Yeah, so what you're really setting up here is that Newix is well positioned to grow in the emerging Aussie tech market and globally. And with the likes of AI and machine learning, you know, data analysis is going to play a crucial role, which Newix is well positioned for. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is part of my bull case that they're really, really a part of the growing emerging tech market like AI and machine learning. So I think that's really important. And we've spoken about AI before on the show. They're also continually innovating. So it'll be really interesting to follow what they actually do in the realms of big data, cybersecurity and compliance. Now, their primary 
primary competition are companies like Relativity, OpenTex and Symantec. However, Nuix stands out due to its ability to handle exceptionally large and complex data sets, as well as their holistic approach to e-discovery and cybersecurity. So this point really begs the question of how big can Nuix get? Like what is the potential uh, total addressable market? Yeah, so if we look at the investigative analytics market, which is where Nuix sits, it's expected to hit over 50 billion US by the end of 2030. So it's Certainly in the right segment with a CAGR of over 21% between 2023 and 2030. 21%. That's massive. That's great. That's good to hear. More double digits right here. Now, this is a satellite position in the portfolio and one to hold for the long term. So I'm going to reiterate our buy on this, we've got a price target of $2.20. So that would be upside of around 20% from here. Now, Nuix is currently trading on an FY25 EV to revenue multiple of only 2.7 times. So the price target that we've got assumes a three and a half times multiple, which is actually conservatively below the four times multiple that Nuix has traded on since its IPO. That's good. So you're getting it essentially at a discount to the IPO, which is, that makes us feel better, doesn't it? Yes, we always like getting something at a really good valuation. A growth business on a discount. So there you have it. We've got Spotify and Nuix being added to this week's order pad. Let's see how they both go as the year progresses and we will definitely keep you updated uh, on the company developments throughout the year. So that's a wrap. A reminder for anyone interested, send us your portfolio and investments at cftgroup at shorenpartners.com.au. If you'd like to take us up on our offer for a complimentary portfolio review this month, we'd love to hear from you. You can follow us on at Talk Money To Me podcast for daily market updates. Until next time. See you then. You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697.